It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one. Welcome back, Criminal Mischief Nation, to another bonus episode. And happy Martin Luther King Day. Um, This is one of my favorite holidays. Martin Luther King was a hero of mine uh, in high school. Um, I did a ton of research on him. I studied all of his speeches. I, you know, the letters from when he was in prison. Um, <clears throat> I loved the cadence of his speech. He, I just found him very, very inspirational as a, as a younger man. And so, um, this uh, holiday always reminds me of uh, that time in my life. So, so happy. what was the what was the jumping off point? What what captured your attention and your imagination? I mean, aside from the obvious, but like as a teenager, as you know. a sophomore in high school in history class. I swear to God, if there's a girl involved in this, I'm not a girl involved. There's not a girl involved. As a sophomore in high school, um, we had to do, we had to pick uh, a a topic for like a big midterm like paper. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'd forgotten about it. I didn't do the work. Okay. And I, and I knew very, very little about, about Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. So, um, He's going around the class. All right, Susie, what's your topic? I'm gonna do Alexander the Great, you know, conquering, you know, Darius. Okay, great. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna do the, the, the George Washington. I'm gonna do, and I went, oh fuck. Okay, uh, all right, I want to do Martin Luther King. Do it. I'm gonna do Martin Luther King. I knew nothing about him. And then the kid in front of me picked Martin Luther King. So there's, so I'm thinking I'm screwed, but I used it to my advantage. I went, ah. Oh. That's what I was gonna do. I had all this research, right? Like completely lying, right? Oh my gosh! And totally looking like you're the victim. Totally, uh- totally playing the victim. And what the teacher said was, he goes, "Ah, oh, well, Brandon, if you've done so much work on this, here's what we can do. Instead of you doing uh, a paper on Martin Luther King, why don't you just focus on do a paper on the March on Washington and the I Have a Dream speech? Just on that." I went, "Well, okay." <laughs> Still being the victim, and. So what I was able to do was a deep dive into everything about that day and specifically about that speech. And that's well, what and what's cool is that you knew that you had that competition because you had to go up against that other guy and you were like, I, he's not going to beat me. Yeah. And, and, and it wound up, it wound up being great because I was able to, you know, my entry point into a great man was probably his greatest public appearance. Okay. And so that really lit me up. And then, uh, and then I was able to move backwards in, uh, and figure out what brought him there. And so it was, it was just, it was, it was great. It was really, um, a, 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 a several years long kind of relationship with, uh, with researching him and, and, and everything about it. So, um, yeah. So it's you know, one of my favorite holidays today. Maybe my that. favorite, maybe my favorite non gift giving, you know, fake entity holidays. You know, um, can you I mean, just say that you love the holiday? 
Is it too much to ask? Just want to get specific. I like getting gifts. No, nobody's going to accuse you of being I like sentimental. Getting, I like nobody's Easter candy. I like you. Halloween candy, right? I know. I like getting, I like Valentine's Day, but all that stuff's made up. This is like a real thing. This is, you know, a guy. So uh, that's what I like about it. Um, well, so well, he's, he's a good one. So yes, yes happy Martin Absolutely. Luther King Jr. Day. And thank you for sharing this story because, you know, I love when you fall in love with a character and, and he's not a character, he's larger than life, but you know, you did the work and it obviously had a huge impact at a really important time in your life, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about Eleanor Roosevelt. You know, yeah. I got yeah. really into her ER. Well, the great thing about you know? King, other than what, you know, all of his wonderful work on behalf of minority community and on behalf of America as a whole, you know, the moral arc of the universe bend towards justice, like all of that is that the specific things, like the pillars of his character and of his movement, one of them being peaceful, nonviolent protest. Okay. And I was like, oh shit, that's, that takes, that takes a lot of balls. Right. And so then that leads you to like the Mahatma Gandhi's of the world. Right. And other people who came before him that he learned from and then and was influenced by, you know, like Jackie Robinson, right. How his, the owner of the Dodgers, you know, when the, I don't, I don't know if it's apocryphal or, or how accurate the interaction is with Branch Rickey when, uh, when Ricky was telling him, you've got to, you, you can't react. These people are going to try to get you to, you know, to be the monster and the boogeyman that they're painting you as, and you, you can't do it. And he goes, he goes, what, you want me to, you, you, you want me to not fight back? He goes, no, I want you to be so strong that you don't have to fight back. Like, that's who I need you to be. Right. And then, you know, and do it on the field and show them. And so, 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 you know, you can draw all of these comparisons between these great people throughout history that embodied a lot of the same, you know, characteristics when it came to their social stances, you know? Well, um, and that's the harder thing to do. The harder thing is to not react, react. and not beat someone up and not want vengeance and not, especially when there's no justice, you know? So, yeah. I, I mean, it's a it's a high bar and a high road, and he definitely walked it. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> happy Martin Luther King Day! All right, so let's get to this freaking story. Oh, um, do you see why it needed two parts now? Oh man, yeah, yeah. So we jump in with the um. The interview of the of the of the kid, yeah, which which is, uh, got to be such a difficult proposition for a mental health expert and a or a you know a a kid kind of difus or whatever what do they call it up there? It's not difus, is it? It's child services, child CPS or whatever, child protective oh, services. Yeah, um, Department of Social and Health Services is is the entity that. Right. Down here, it's Department of Youth and Family Services. They call it DIFUS. But, um, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, but so, um, because you never know what this kid's going to say, right? And the kid, you know, I love the s'more recipe. S'more mm -hmm. recipe was on point with this kid, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. add it, remembered the second graham cracker. Like mm -hmm. the kid's going, okay, Absolutely. graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate, and then graham cracker. Right. You can't forget the lid. Oh, you course. can't forget it. Or then it's You'd not be a sandwich. And then shit will get everywhere. Right, exactly. So the kid knew that. Um, and what do you think? You, you know so much more about this than I do because I knew nothing about yeah. this case. What mm -hmm. is the general consensus of 
what did people think the kid meant when mommy's with the, the crystal, where the crystals are? In the mines, you know, I mean, you know, they have lots of, um, I mean, I, I can't, I, I mean, I, I don't know what that means. And I don't know if, I think that, you know, people just thought she was in the mines. Right. Um, is there because a place shiny. like there's uh, where there's shiny crystals? I don't, I don't know, but it could have, he could have been, it could have been rocks, you know, like, you know, how rocks, like, shiny like gold, right. gold. Or like shiny, like valuable things where shiny, valuable things are maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, you know, to a child, like, I mean, I don't know if you ever messed around with fool's gold, like, you know, no. when you were a kid and just like, oh my gosh, you know, playing no. in the mud and the river and all that. Like, I mean, but whatever. So does that mean that the kid was there in the mines with the dad? I mean, I think that he was somewhere. Right. I mean, I believe that he took her out there and, you know, put her somewhere out there. Was she already dead before they left the house? Probably because of the, the, the wet couch and the fans, like the, the death blow was probably yeah, well, struck. Well, here's the thing. They think that he possibly, you know, that pancake breakfast, you know, it was a big deal because Giovanna, the neighbor came over and she was helping untwine the yarn yeah. and, um, and she walked in and it was after, um, it was after Susan had taken the children to church and they came back and she saw Josh cooking, which was like crazy because he never did it. And he's, you know, seems like this guy that's just like, I mean, he took his family out to meals for like $4 and 77 cents at taco, some taco mm -hmm. joint there. And he was really proud of that. Like, Sounds you know, good. he was just thought that was so cool, you know, and taco, he talked about that during the interview, but he never, he didn't cook. He refused to cook. And so I think that I think some people believe that he spiked her pancake because it was separate from the other food. And then she got she kind of had a, a you know, didn't feel well and was really tired. And so I think that there's no there's no evidence to prove that that happened, but it, it could be a potential. So that so she was kind of incapacitated a little bit, you know. Somehow he got her in the back of that in that minivan in the trunk. I think, and then drove her out there. His <clears throat> kid drew a picture of a stick figure in the fucking trunk. That's that's terrible. Yeah, I mean that's you know, yeah. Wow. All right. So, what, well, what do you think? Because you're so you haven't heard anything. What do you think? Gosh, I, I the kids being there uh, it makes everything uh, like up in the air. You know, like do you hide it from the kids? Like, is mommy sleeping the whole time? Why is you, why are you putting mommy in the trunk? Like this guy wasn't stupid. He knew that the kids weren't fucking deaf mutes. You know what I mean? Like he would, the kids. No, could... but think about it. Think about it. Think about it. He puts them in the car at like two in the morning and they're like asleep. And you know, when you That's put your true. little children in the, their, their oh, car yeah. seats, four-year-old and two-year-old, they're going to be asleep in five seconds. Once you have that heat on. Yeah. And they're, they're just, you know, you put them in there. And they're probably falling asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then if he puts mommy in the trunk and then they drive, you know, they're going to be asleep that entire time. And how they're going to be asleep that entire drive. And how would he have the imagery of a stick figure in the trunk? Well, maybe they woke up. Or they hadn't gotten to their destination. Woke, right. Maybe he woke up when daddy was taking mommy out of the trunk. 
I mean, and, something and happened. Didn't know that the kid was looking. And, and you know how kids are. They can that can that paradigm can change on a dime too. Yeah. Like one of them wakes up and they're like had a nightmare or something, or they get up and they look. I mean, it's it was pretty ballsy for him to even do this. Yeah. You know, with the children. Yeah. But I mean, I think he wanted them to be his alibi. You know. So I don't understand several things. I mean, intellectually, okay. I understand them. Just emotionally, I don't really get it. I'm, like, okay, so the beginning of episode six of Devil Within, it talks about how, what caused the blackout in Manhattan in, in 77, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was described as a cascading series of failures, okay? Yeah. It wasn't just one thing. It was all of these things that led up to it, okay? Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. and I think this one starts with the cops letting them go. Yeah. They let them go. But I don't They're, think it was the cops. I don't think it was the cops. Like in the, the material that I read, yeah. those detectives wanted to arrest him that night when he, when he came back. Well, first yeah. of all, he brought the kids. The, when he came back from this camping trip and he pulls up and the cops are there and his family's there and they're like, what's going on? And he's like, what? Susan's not at work. I just went to try to pick her up and, and she's not there. You know, he's playing this. Yeah. this role of the confused husband and she should have been at work. Right. So, so then they, they want him to go down to the station. Well, he insists on bringing the Charlie and Braden. Mm. So he's already out thinking them. He knows a two and a four year old are going to last about five seconds in that closed room that gets hot. And they're like, you know, they've been in a car all day. Like it's the perfect thing to get out of there. Right. So then yeah, well, they tell him, yeah. they tell him, Okay, you need to come back. We need to continue this interview the next day. Well, he doesn't wake up in the morning and continue the interview right away. He's not down there at eight o'clock and nine o'clock. He like is cleaning. He like lit something on fire with this this machine that he had from Home Depot, which they still don't know what he what he lit on fire. It could have been the murder weapon. It, who knows what it was, right? So he gets there, and that's when that three hour interview takes place. So he was already kind of scheming, and he had, I guess, an, a high IQ. Which, you know, I mean, a high IQ doesn't mean that you're emotionally intelligent. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, you can, I don't know. He wasn't dumb, basically. Problem solving. IQ basically relates to problem solving. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, which, which makes sense because the cops. This was thought a huge they were, problem. Right. The cops thought they were so smart. They put a tracking device on his, on his minivan and then figure they can just chill. And he doesn't even look at the minivan. He gets in a cab and I know, leaves. I know. And the cops don't follow him. I, That's the second problem. One, they let him go. Two, they figure hey, we got the tracker on his van. We're solid. No dipshits. You're not. He's gone. And now you lost him for an 800 mile round trip, and you don't I know where they, he went. I think they underestimated him because 100%. you know what? They, there was no domestic violence that had been reported. The police hadn't been there. You yep. know, they're they're like thinking, of course. But the kid, the kid said they went on an airplane to dinosaur national park, which wasn't true, you know? So right. obviously the kids saying some things, but I think they absolutely believed, you know, Charlie, absolutely. Oh, and I do too. You know? Yeah, they totally believe Charlie. Maybe they just didn't have enough to keep him. but then why? Tell I think that the this has been a, this has been a point of contention. I think reading between the lines is that the detectives wanted to hold him and arrest him. But the prosecutors were like, we don't have a body. There we don't, enough. there's right. no, there's not enough. And so I think that, you know, the higher ups were basically like, you got to cut them loose. And they probably were like, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's do the, let's do the tracker. Maybe he'll bring, and they wanted to find Susan, you know, they weren't, I'm sure a hundred, they probably thought she was dead. 
but you know, you can always go that rookie, rookie detective to tail him. Just follow him. I know. I just think, again, I think they underestimated him. Right. They if don't you saw that. him, if you saw him there, you wouldn't think he was a, you know, a mental giant, a huge right. schemer. You know, he was sitting yeah. there like this. I mean, he was sniffling the entire interview. I mean, I had to oh, cut God, out. I couldn't believe it. I was so driving me insane. I could see it in the waveforms of the, when I was editing. I'm like, he's sniffling. I, I know. And I actually, time. I know. And I had, and I edited out tons of snivels because I'm oh. like, I can't, I can't. Oh. I can't deal with this guy. And he's so like, he get, you know, men like this are just like disgusting to me that yeah, agree. he sits there and is pissed off that the window got broken when his wife, I mean, it's like, he can't hide that kind of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though he's trying to be all like, I don't know where she would go. So, you know? so he, all right. So then he moves up North. He, he hightails it. Like he's like not even putting up a show. He doesn't even go to any of these. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. And doesn't he, help you know, they galvanized, life. you know, hundreds of people. I mean, they've got the Mormon church behind him. They've yeah. got like, but, I mean, you can but look imagine. What he does. But look what he does. He goes home and he gets people to concoct a, an alternative set of facts that she ran off with another man. That's mm -hmm. it. I know. And, they and, just and used and believe me, I was so happy when those that those interviews backfired on that guy. I was so yes. I know, I know, right? He gave them like, enough for a search warrant of his own place and they found all of that. Brandon is shit. sitting there clapping oh, and clapping, like, ringing I'm twisting my mustache. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Yes, I know. I was too, and I was like. I had to describe what he did because I know it was a lot, but I'm like, I want the world to know what he right. was doing. I thought I'm like, all right, the guy's a piece of shit because he's perving after his his, his daughter-in-law, mm -hmm. right? But then it gets worse with like his 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 like his seven and eleven year old neighbors with a telephoto lens while they're going to the bathroom. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? And and he was acting so high and mighty at those news. That's why I had to put the, that that those cuts in with him being like all in Chuck Cox's face and just like totally acting like they were the innocent victims. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and all the while, this guy has a trove goes, of like down, of kitty porn. He goes down for kitty porn. Boom. Yeah, and and voyeurism. But but also the. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, he kept a stash of her used feminine Brandon does not want to talk about that part. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's just, okay. To well, say, you know what? The guy's a piece of shit. Okay, great. Moving on. Thank you. Okay. Now let's talk about <laughs> the partner in crime, the accomplice brother. Cause this is an interesting, <laughs> this is interesting. This is really, really interesting. Okay. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I happen to be very fond of both of their spouses, so I can't really put myself in this position, but you know, there's that great, uh, and really kind of hyperbolic axiom that says, you know, uh, like a good friend will help you hide a secret. A best friend will help you hide a body. Right. You know? And so, um, that applies like right here, he called his brother 
And I know it for a fact and uh, not for a fact, but I know it called his brother and said, I killed my wife and I need your help. And the brother's like, well, okay. Okay. I'm sure you had good reason. Let's fucking, let, let's take care of this. Let's be smart. You know, let, let's, it's, it's two of us now. We're, we'll have dad run interference with all of this. She ran off with another dude and you and I will do the hard shit together. Let's go. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what? I know this is like a bro fantasy here that you're doing. No, but no, I, it's a nightmare. Think, it's a nightmare. I because think my answer is I wouldn't do it. I, I, I believe that you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I absolutely. I the reason why this worked in that way, if it did work in that way, is because of the dad instilling in them these weird ideas about like, you know, against religion again. And I'm not saying weird ideas. I just mean like that whole family dynamic. of Militant. like, Yeah. And, and against the government, against authority, against yeah. women, against, you know, that whole thing, like it's us against the world, you know? And like, I think that he, he, he fostered that. And yeah. that's why I said in episode one, the dad is like the root of, oh. of these evil seeds. Um, and, and I just feel like it's, t it's so terrible. It's, it doesn't excuse anything that Josh did. It doesn't excuse anything that the brother Michael might've done. And I absolutely believe you're right that the guy that he called his brother and he said, you know, you know, I did it, you know, I, I need, need your I help. I need a and solid. She deserved it. She was going to take my kids from me. She was right. going to- Here's why, right? Because he, he had- she has no voice anymore. So he could say she was about to stab me. It was oh, an accident, but no one will ever, no one will ever believe me, but you oh. got to believe me, bro. I had no Absolutely. choice. Absolutely. 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 So what, I, so, so remind everybody what happened to, to the, the, the pedo dad. He died right after he did five years and died as soon as he got out. Right. Yeah. And they were like at his house cause he had some heart condition. They were like in the hospital, like saying, Hey, you know, tell us what, do you know anything? Do you know where Susan is? You know, you're going to die basically, you know, Nothing. this is the time. And he, yeah. and he had some but, but of course weird hillbilly Omerta, right? They're just like, Nope, not saying no, shit. Not only that, but he was probably, I mean, you, I mean, to, to watch those videos, it was like, he was getting off on just having the control and the attention and being able to like, you know, say all these things about Susan and like slam her name and smear her name and bring oh, up her sexual. Like, her, I mean, this is a classic, you know, classic patriarchy bullshit. Yeah. And, and all the while he's got this locked cabinet and all these secrets, you know, all this. Secrecy. Oh, man. All right. And so, and now, there is a there's a kind of a denouement or something wrapping up with the brother Michael too, correct? Well, he ultimately committed suicide, you know, right. and so he huh. was listed as what his beneficiary beneficiary of his right. will, and right. I think totally that pressure, right. you know, the pressure oh, guilt. Was guilt. Now, listen, mental disease and suicidal thoughts are actually very very serious, 
and you know, I, I like that you put these uh, disclaimers at the end of a lot of your episodes. If you're having these suicidal ideations or anything like that to, to, you know, make a call and to seek help. Um, but this guy, I think it's very, very clear that he just, he couldn't outrun it. He couldn't outrun the guilt anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because of what his brother did next after brother Michael helps him hide the body and, and, and get away with shit. Um, things just got worse. Dad goes away for pedo stuff. Okay. They start looking at the, at the kid for some pedo stuff. And they're like, you want to keep your kids. You got to take the sex test. If, if, if children get you off. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And take a lie detector. And he's mm -hmm. like, uh Oh, I'm going to fail both of those motherfuckers. Okay. And what's going to happen. Now? I mean, how, how hard, I mean, I don't know what your feeling is about polygraphs, but like, I, I think that is just a tool for law enforcement and that, you know, people fail them and are innocent and pass them and they're guilty. And, but I think that there's something to this psychosexual evaluation. If you could be in I a room. Up. I looked up the psychosexual evaluation. Uh, Wait, you know what? your uh, search engine is becoming close it's gonna to be weird. I'm probably going to get some people at my door, but no, but because uh, I do another podcast in the medical field. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, I asked about that during our most recent um, uh, session because they know that I do true crime stuff. Also. You asked them about it. You were like, well, they hey, knew Doc, about this let me case. ask you a question. Let me they ask you a about, question. They knew about this case. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm the only person in the fucking world that didn't know about it. So they knew about the case. And so um, there's actually a medical device that uh, detects male arousal. Yes, that's what this evaluation is. And I wrote down what it's called. And it's a very strange name. It's a very strange name. Are you ready? It's is it a, German? No, it's called a penile plethysmograph. Okay. And so what it does, even if like a dude, you're sitting there and like, all right, I'm not going to get turned on. I'm going to think about baseball. Okay. Like no matter what, if something in the darkest recesses of your mind says, wow, that's erotic. Even the slightest little twinge of arousal in this machine would pick it up. So you can't, you can't like hide it. Okay. I and know. So, that's why I'm saying I don't yeah. take a lot of stock in, in polygraphs, but you know right. what? I would put money. I would, on I would take thing. stock in that also. And so <laughs> Of the two of the two things that law enforcement that we're dealing with now, the lie detector test and this like this dick sensor. Okay. Of those two things. Don't laugh. It's a medical term, Carolyn. All right. I know. I'm like, term. how did we come from penile? Because I don't want to I can't I I think I pronounced it wrong and I'm gonna sound like an idiot if I try again. So but dick sensor sounds so we all know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. We do, we do. But I know, so, but if of those two things, I think the lie detector test is is primarily a tool to see how they're going to react when said you have to, you, you know what I mean? Like, are you willing to? Sure. I'm, I'm totally but willing to. It's a multi-pronged thing. Yeah. It's not yeah, only yeah, that, yeah. but then once you're hooked up, it's also, they can, they can continue to interrogate you sure. if you have a very skilled polygrapher. 
right? Yes. And, and so that's something that they are sanctioned to be able to do so they can get more information about what happened. Yeah. And yeah. then whether and or not you, you pass or fail, like, you know, if you have a I good mean, attorney, it doesn't mean shit anyway. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not like they can use it. So yeah. but see, um, here's the thing that gets me is that if you are, if you are in like, this is going to be a very antiseptic environment, I would, yeah. I would imagine. Right. And it's going to yeah. be very serious. Like I was thinking, do they give you the equipment to, to put on or do, does someone put it on for you? Like, how That's does that work? Question. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't right. Know. And so then, I mean, I think it would be an environment where if you actually were stimulated on anything, especially yeah. child pornography, like you are a pedophile. And that's what they're saying. And, and that's exactly the, 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 the thrust of this test is that it's in such a sterile environment, right? Yeah. It's not like, it's not like you're in a, you're in a fucking club and there's music. What's going on with your shoulders there? And there's like smooth jazz. No, it's like you're sitting on a cold steel table with your yes. balls out, okay, and and there's some dude doctor probably strapping this thing onto you, all right, and then you're in there, and so it's the least sexy environment imaginable, okay, and so if there's right, and so to your point, um, if still looking at some kitty porn starts getting you going, then you're then they know exactly who you are, okay, absolutely, and, and, right, and so. Um, I'm surprised they don't do this more. I, th I think they do. I think they do. But it's, and again, according to other people smarter than me, that oftentimes it's not used to, pro to criminally prosecute, okay? It's for people who may end up doing that and they get them help or they get them put away or they get them chemically, chemically castrated, like whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. to, it's, mm -hmm. A lot of times it's used to kind of spot a potential fucking problem coming down the pipe, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. But also in in situations like this, where we're like, "Hey, we can't be sure that you're going to be okay around even your own your own kids, right?" So we got to find this shit out, <clears throat> and uh, and and something flipped in him, you know? Yeah, they weren't they weren't thinking. <laughs> Again, I think that they um, underestimated him. And even though the parents were, the Coxes were like, please, 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 please. Big time underestimated his capacity <laughs> for violence, which they shouldn't have if they already liked him for the murder of his wife. Okay. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. shouldn't have, uh, have overlooked that. So now let's get to the worst part of this entire episode. And one of probably the, of the person that I've, I've instantly hated more, you know, instantly actually that there is, there aren't levels of instant. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. But the first time I think that I had such a visceral reaction, like I was screaming at my computer yeah. at this fucking 911 operator. Okay. Yeah. Who I got just, channeling like, who like just not felt like he had a little bit of power to wield over a hysterical woman. All right. And, and demeaning and talking down to her. You're not listening to me. How can you supervise yourself? Man, 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 man. I'm, I'm going to mansplain shit to you. And, and she he was wasn't like, the one listening. That's he wasn't the listening. thing. He wasn't, fucking he wasn't listening. listening. <clears throat> and now she maybe could have gotten her shit together a little bit with the address. Well, let me just pause. I think this is a really important a really important thing. And I know you get this. I know yeah. you do. So I'm not woman splitting it to you.
but like this is one conversation, but women have to go through this so often, like so often, like even when she is like, this is an emergency. I'm worried yeah. for their life. Like, and he's well, still gonna doing be it. Listen, little lady, uh, just sit down and, you know, have a Benson and Hedges and calm down because the big boys have to go deal with life-threatening stuff first. So you're going to have to wait. I, I know. Like, this I know. is life-threatening, dipshit. Okay. Yeah. And then the fucking place explodes. Yeah. That's why I left it long because I think that it's like, you really need to know what she was up against and what she was trying. Cause it's like, what do you do? All the doors were locked. And I think that after it happened, you know, she got a lot of, you know, there were some people who were critical of her and it's like, what in the world could she do? What do you do? Is she authorized to break and enter? No, I, I bet she's trained. You know, yep. I'm sure she's trained in, in exigency, I guess, but She's by herself. She's not law enforcement. She doesn't carry a weapon. Well, and her first question bad. was, what should I do? Right. You know, she was like, what What do I do? You know? So, I mean, it just is, it was so, I mean, it probably wouldn't have made any difference anyway, because he was from the get-go doing it. But Right. He was, yeah. he, he was committed. And you could hear... Uh, <laughs> We were talking about this earlier today, the guilt in her voice, where she was like, they were one step ahead of me. It's like she was already kind of 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 creating her defense, right? They were one step ahead of me. They were one step ahead of me, and he slammed the door in my face. One step ahead of me, slammed the door in my face. You know, and I was pounding. And anybody and pounding. who's walked with children knows that that is so like, you know, you're getting out of the car and they're running. And, and, and the sad thing is, is that they wanted to, even though they didn't want to see their dad that day, that... Right. desire it, to be yeah. with your parent is so strong. But it makes me think that maybe she was trained a different way. Maybe she was trained to always go into the house first. Oh, you mean that's why she was saying like she should have there, gone there in there. They were only one step ahead of me. They're only one step ahead of me. Like it's not that big of a deal. Maybe she was always – because that would make sense to me for things just like this, right? Like go yeah. in first, make sure there's no one else there, make sure that it's safe, right? Make sure that he's, you know, not drunk or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Because she was adamant about telling anybody who would listen, they were, they were one step ahead of me, you know? Um, and I, I, I feel for her. I feel for her. But, uh, oh, my gosh. So I think – I mean, and sadly, so many people from the from that bloodline are just are dead. You know, yeah. half of them deserved it; the other half didn't. But I'm I'm just you know, the dad and the two brothers and the wife and the two kids. I mean, just like holy fuck, it's so it's so sad, so sad. So the boys were seven and five when the yeah. when their dad when their dad murdered mm -hmm. them. Um, mm -hmm. So did that shut up a lot of the people that were saying that the wife, you know, met another man and ran off and they're like, "Oh, that guy fucking killed her." Because look how he behaved afterwards like cuz the guilt caught up with him also, guilt and fear of being exposed. I mean, I don't think that anybody really believed that. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. the people who wanted to believe that you know, I mean, there just was no evidence to support that. Yeah. And especially when it came out with her, the video that she'd taken where I'm just wanting to document in case anything happens to me or my family, you know, I hope everything works okay with, does this eye roll, like she knows it's not going to work out. Like, and then the letter and the safety deposit box, like anybody who actually knows the case, even a little bit would know that this is not, you know, th there's no evidence connecting 
these these two, <clears throat> except for the dad and the 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 you know Josh, who has obviously you know a reason to try to blame, you know, yeah. her because that gets him off the hook, you know. So who's left in this? Just her parents, the Coxes? Is that's all that's? And, and she had. They have. Um, she was one of four. Or okay. yeah, so I think that there's you know some aunties and stuff. Well, I mean the kids are and 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 dipshit, uh, pedo guy. He had other siblings, right? Yes, he had. Um, so we had two brothers, right. and then he had uh, two sisters. And but the only one, one the implicated sisters, was Michael. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, one of the sisters, the oldest sister, she went to the dad's house and and was wired up and tried to get him to admit oh. admit. She turned. And she did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, work. no, the dad like kicked her out of the house. He sniffed it. He sniffed her out. Like, ah, you're wearing, you're wearing a wire. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. What a tragic, what a I tragic know. I know. It, it's so, it's so, so, so tragic. And the Cox family that, that Chuck Cox. And I actually interviewed him for, um, when I was working, uh, uh, at a news radio station um, because he does this charity called Charlie's Dinosaurs. And it's like a backpack oh, where they put all the, all the stuff for like homeless kids and foster kids. And, and I mean, this family is, a, you know, they, they're, they, they're doing a lot of good and I know they will do good with the money that, that they, you know, let's received. Put, like they let's put Charlie's s'mores recipe in the show notes. Oh, you, um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. Uh, Actually, even better. Let's put Charlie's dinosaur in this, yeah. you know, let's help some kids yep. okay. um, that, uh, you know, Whew. it's a great charity. Wow. Okay. Well, um, and this is what the cold podcast is about. If people want to yes. really dive deep into this. Absolutely. I highly recommend. Want, cold podcast. Cold. Yeah. It is the, the listening to this podcast made me want to start doing a true crime podcast yeah. because they just did it so well. And, um, and I think that, you know, they brought a lot of awareness to domestic violence and, um, you know, this case uh, is tragic and horrible. It's kind of like what Ann Bremner said, you know, something good needs to come out of this. Yeah. You know, the Cox family worked with legislators in Utah and Washington to change the laws so that, you know, if you're, um, a person of interest in your spouse's murder, you know, there, you, sh you know, there needs to be guidelines that you shouldn't get the kids, you know, until that's yeah. kind of cleared up, Yeah. you know, because if that would have happened in this case, kids would be safe, you know, the kids would be safe and it sh they should have never not been in a facility, you know, if they would have kept, you know, but Josh was the type of person who just, you know, he's probably like that 911 operator. Ugh. You know, and he just was like insistent, insistent, insistent on getting his kids. And, you know, people, somebody caved and he got what he wanted. I hope that 911 operator got retrained. That's what I hope, because that's, that was appalling to listen to. Yeah. And I think that that's a, why this case. They have a hard job, so first responders, all that. Mm -hmm. I get it. They have a hard job, but come yeah. on. I think that that's why this case hit so many notes with people is because there were so many issues going on here and so many places where it could have turned a different way, but it didn't. And it, you know, 
Yeah. All right. Well, hey, well done. That was a very interesting and uh, tragic episode. Um, but it, 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 I was on an emotional roller coaster, you know, of disgust and horror and uh, real a lot of curiosity and, um, you know, and I learned uh, some new, uh, some new medical terms, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so, sure that I'm sure your doctors had a lot to say about it. They, yeah, but you know, listen, an, an actual like doctor person, they talk about things with such a clinical detachment that there's, it just, you know, it, it like, it, it was nothing. There weren't any like stupid giggling like me, like I'm such a douche, right? It was just like, oh, no, that's what this is for. It's a very, it's a, it's a very serious device. And, you know, it's very accurate in this and used for this, this. I went, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, more. Yes. Very serious. Very serious stuff going that, on. Is right. that your like, um, my fake that's my fake my fake grown up voice yeah. I know you actually had like the eyebrows were working oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, can, yeah. I can turn it on when I need to I can turn it on yeah I can turn it on yeah. um, alright well that'll do it for this week Nation thank you for uh, hanging in there with us um, hope you enjoyed part two of what happened to Susan Cox Powell um, please consider going over to Apple and giving us a rate and a review or sharing with your friends and also We'd very much appreciate it if you would consider supporting the great companies that support our show. Um, Carolyn, anything else you'd like to add? Nope. We'll see you next time. See you next time. And until then, please uh, stay safe and we'll catch up with you next week. Bye. From Cloud 10, Criminal Mischief is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We're produced by Brandon Morgan and myself, Music by Soundstripe. I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.